We are changing the global conversation on emotional health and self-love. Our feelings are just feedback, and that feedback is constantly giving us valuable insights as to what still needs to be healed. It is that simple, and it is that complicated. When you continuously follow your passion and do what brings you joy, adding more pleasure and fun to your life, you can't go wrong. You can't fail. I pinky swear that to be true. Welcome to How to Be a Human with Lise Wilcox. I love this conversation. Hello, hello, and welcome back to How to Be a Human, the podcast with Lise Wilcox. I am so happy and honored that you have chosen to spend this time with me today. Um, I have a really exciting episode for you today, (laughs) and it's kind of a funny story how we got started. Um, I want to kick it off by just, I always forget to say this stuff. I get so focused on the content that I forget to focus on literally everything else, (laughs) namely, Part of the way in which this podcast grows is by listener support. And listener support looks like simply going to Apple Podcasts and leaving a review. Click five stars, obviously, (laughs) and leave, leave even just a couple of sentences about what kind of value you get out of this, which is a fancy way of being like, why do you like this podcast? Share it with a friend. Tell somebody else about it. Share it on your Instagram and tag me at Lise Wilcox and I'll reshare it to my own platform. This is a foundational piece of how this podcast keeps going and growing without the need for ads, sponsorships, and membership fees, which like against all advice of any business coach or business strategist, I really don't want to do it. I really want to just keep this available to people. And part of the way I, as a small business owner, do that is by that kind of support. So, you know, if you enjoy this podcast, if it makes a difference in your life, I feel like if you're still listening to it, chances are it's probably made a difference in your life. Head over, head over to head, head over. You're there right now. Just like go to leaving a review, leave just a couple of sentences. Um, I love to share reviews with my own audience and my own community and leave a five-star review. And I would just so appreciate that. So circling it back today, how to stay married. <laughs> Is this a good question or what? Uh, I'm so honored to be joined by two of my favorite clients. Interestingly, I've worked with both of them as individuals, and this is like the nature of conscious relationship coaching for me, right? That every relationship you have in your life is an extension of the relationship you have with yourself. So when we strengthen that connection to self and we figure out, are you aligned with your values? Are you clear on and aligned with your vision and purpose for your life? Have you healed old traumas and toxic patterning that prevent you from moving in the direction you want to move in? If we've done all that stuff, chances are 
the relationships in your life get like really good. The relationships you have at work, the ones you have with your kids, with other family dynamics. And absolutely that is the case for your intimate partnerships. That's true if you are partnered, if you are unpartnered, if you are unpartnered and looking. All of this is true. It's not an algorithm. It's not like, oh, you love yourself and then you get this dream job or dream relationship or dream family. I'm not advocating for that at all. That's, that's not what life looks like. What this looks like is, again, creating this really, really strong and centered connection to yourself so that you are able to be in the fullest expression of who you are in every aspect of your life, because all of life is relational. It's all relationships. You know, I talk a lot about the lady at the grocery store because, frankly, that's like the hub of my social circle right now in like year two of the pandemic. But it changes every, it changes how you show up in every relationship, including the way you are out in those just like casual, kind relationships we have, those little micro connections we have. So how to stay married. I'm so happy to welcome two people that you may already know, you may already adore, uh, Chantelle Bisson and her husband Yannick Bisson. Chantelle is the author of the first, I think the first of a series, but she is the author of How to, how to, uh, how to Raise Your Kids Without Losing Your Cool. And Yannick is a celebrated, award-winning actor who is the star of uh, the Murdoch Mysteries. I value confidentiality so much and privacy so much that we've had a big conversation pre-show to clear <laughs> to clear up. They they actually requested that they could come and speak about their experience working with me on this podcast because it was so positive. And, you know, as somebody who protects my clients' privacy and confidentiality because I think it's such a sacred relationship, I'm so fiercely protective of that. Not to worry, we have across-the-board consent. So it is my pleasure to welcome Chantelle and Yannick Bisson. Welcome. How are you both doing? It's such a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. It's nice to talk with you. Yeah, doing great. Good. Good, good, good. You're in sunny L.A. We are just talking about the differences between Toronto, <laughs> Toronto and L.A. right now. Um, as I said, I really just hope this can be a casual conversation focused on how to stay married. I feel like you guys have been a great example of, of really, and I'm going to use the word weathering because I think that marriage can feel very stormy at many different seasons, of really weathering this beautiful marriage together and how I may have played a tiny supporting role in that for each of you. Oh, definitely. I think the, the, the funny thing is people ask often, how do you do it? What's the secret? Yeah. And, and I have absolutely no answer. And I think <laughs> part of, I think that might be the answer is to just constantly be open and searching and, mm -hmm. and you know, willing to do what you have to. Um, I think the second you think you have it figured out, mm -hmm. aside from a few, you know, key things, I think once you, you, you sort of figure you, you've got wrapped is, is when <laughs> you run into trouble. So. How about you, Chantal? Yeah, I, mean, I think for me, you know, weathering is certainly a good term to use because 
it is ever changing, right? Mm -hmm. Just like weather. I mean, there are all kinds of um, different um, seasons in a, in a mm -hmm. marriage. You know, there's the hot and heavy, easy to mm -hmm. be, you know, sexually aroused and excited part of the marriage. And then there's the like, you know, everything kind of goes dormant for a little while. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like it's under the snow and waiting for spring and the sun. So, I mean, definitely relationship has its its hills and valleys for sure and I think I think for us like Yannick was saying there's always been a mutual um a mutual commitment to exploring how to grow together yes. you know because of course you're going to grow separately as individuals and grow apart mm -hmm. and you know find new interests that aren't interests that are appealing Mm -hmm. The thing that we've been really good at is finding our way back to one another and being equally interested and committed to um, having the best relationship that we can. Mm -hmm. right. You know, it's you both know that I am obsessed with relationships, but not in necessarily like a traditional relationship coachy way. My fascination with relationships stems from the fact that everything in our life is relational. So when we have this really strong connection to who we are, that necessarily changes how we show up in every single relationship. And, you know, I feel like what you're saying is the true not only of intimate partnership, but it's, it's true of growing your business it's true of parenting. You know, you get into some moments in each of those, like all of these scenarios. Sometimes it's like, I'm so good at this. Like, this is so easy. I was meant for this. And then there are other days where it's like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm not, I this. what is the purpose of my life? Like, I wasn't made to do this. And I feel like there's so many similarities in those growth and decay patterns within one given marriage. Absolutely. I mean, just like, any other aspect of life. You don't wake up feeling the same way every day mm -hmm. in life in general. You don't wake up feeling, you know, exuberant and full of uh, piss and vinegar every day. Some <laughs> days, you know, you feel like, wow, I, I've got this, 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 and this challenge. Yeah. And I don't know that I'm really up to it or, or I've forgotten, you know, that I am really good at this or, mm -hmm. or whatever. And it's similar in the relationship where, where some days you feel like, where are the tools? Everything's sort of failing me right now. I, mm -hmm. I, I'm not. I'm doing. I'm either saying things incorrectly or I. I'm doing everything wrong. I'm doing everything wrong. <laughs> you know, including a little self party. But yeah. you know, it's impossible to 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 be exactly the same person every day mm -hmm. in life. And, and it's the same in a relationship. So you, you do have to sort of check yourself and you have to make sure that you, you keep some common ground. And, and I think that's one of the things I've sort of, I, I'm more naturally predisposed to being sort of wake up the same way, mm -hmm. put the pants on the same way and just be sort of, uh, um, you know, steadfast and, and very just steady. Mm -hmm. uh, where, whereas Chantel has, you know, she's able to go in lots of different directions. Mm -hmm. And I think each one of those complements the other, but there are inherent weaknesses in either one of those. Mm -hmm. I, I think sometimes I get a little stuck in my ways and, uh, and Chantal can sometimes feel like she's, or from my observation, mm -hmm. 
she can feel like she's uh, uh, not cool with being stuck in any particular pattern. Uh, so I hate sameness. <laughs> I get bored so easily. Yeah. And he loves sameness. Like it's amazing yeah. to me that we, you know, we just celebrated the 33rd anniversary of our first date together. That's and it was so basically exciting. like we went on our date that night and I kind of never left. So I feel like, you know, we have been together, you know, 33 years. I mean, we had a a minor hiccup at the 16th Mm -hmm. year mark. (laughs) The 16 year itch. (laughs) It's seldom talked about. (laughs) But um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just, it's just like anything else, right? It's just, you get tired of putting in the work sometimes. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just want to lay in bed and eat potato chips Mm -hmm. and not give your partner what they need Mm because you're, you know, you're exhausted. It's, it's, it's just like anything in life. Like you hit the wall, right? Like you're, you're tired of, of, of being there at all the right times to support and lift up and encourage and inspire. And sometimes you just want to take a break from that. And I think that that's probably where a lot of couples maybe run into trouble Mm -hmm. is that they allow those moments to go on for too long Mm -hmm. where they stop giving to their partner and, and, and in all, with all due respect, right. Cause you just, it's like you said with your kids, you just don't fucking want to anymore. Yeah. Like you're, you're only one person. You're only one vessel. Yeah. You're like, I just feel like I'm giving out of myself yeah. at every turn. And, and you, to the point about like, even in your job, it's oh, relational, yeah. like everything you do requires that you give of yourself, that you yes. compromise of yourself, that you, you know, that you are, you know, showing up for that person and it, you know, it gets tiring. Yes. It's that nuanced line between like my dad used to say, not that I take relationship advice from my father, but nonetheless, this is like a great thing he would say. <laughs> I, would <imagine> that you <laughs> don't. I, I don't, but there were some very real kernels. <laughs> anyway, this beautiful <laughs> notion that, you know, it actually sounds very cynical, but I think it's very beautiful that relationships are the delicate art of compromise. And when compromise turns to sacrifice, it's, it's gone too far. But, you know, for me, relationships, again, across all aspects, especially in, in intimate relationships, the work of a relationship is the relentless fucking communication. It's relentless. It's checking in on what do I need? What do you need? What do we need together? Right. And, Yannick, when you're speaking to like wanting to get out of bed and put on your pants, repeat, like kind of like gravitating towards Groundhog Day versus Chantel, like I'm allergic to sameness. Like I want, I want something, you know, stimulating and different and changing. What we're talking about, like big blanket statement, yes, this is problematic if we're talking about anything other than non, uh, anything other than binary, like heterosexual relationships. I appreciate that. But what we're talking about is classic masculine versus feminine energy, right? Like men tend to be this rock and be this mountain. And it's like, yep, give me the same linear focused goal every day that I can achieve. And for women, it's more this like ocean around the walk, like around the rock, like let me crash into you. Let me ebb and flow. Let me experience brand new things. Let me be still, let me be erratic. And it's like, we are driven from such different places that when you juxtapose those energies against the need for relentless communication yes 33 years sounds like a long time when you look at it from that perspective right that's 
a lot of communication. That's a lot of communication. <laughs> and in many cases, forced communication, me on him. Well, and that's and that's the other thing. I like uh I can't remember his name escapes me right now, but do you remember that book, um, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus? Oh yeah, yeah. It's like an '80s book, and there again, yeah. very problematic yeah. in a lot of ways. We but were there's so young back then. We <laughs> I know, I know. It's just so a just a twinkle yeah. in your and, eye. And the, truth, <laughs> the, yeah. the truth is, like, it quite literally feels that way. Yes. Times. Yeah. Like, I am a sponge. I don't understand paper. Yeah. I, you know, like it. it it's just like I don't get what you want or you yeah. or where you're at one bit. And then there's days where it's like. I cannot imagine my existence yeah. in my navigating this world without you by my side and, and everything you have to offer yeah. and you complete me and all those things yeah. that, that, that are just the opposite of that. So it's, it's interesting. Um, and, you know, luckily we're able to have a bit of both and yeah. mix it up a little bit, stay awake, stay on our toes. Well, and that to me is this really beautiful representation of like the Venn diagram of relationships, right? That we have two independent people overlapping in this interdependent relationship. So two full circles and there's this awesome space where they overlap. And when times are really good and things feel really strong, that overlap is great, right? Like it, it's like, it's big. There's so many common shared things when it gets fully yeah. superimposed it's just enmeshment and it's codependence and when they're too far yeah. removed and they're not overlapping at all there's like no connection now we're just we're not codependent we're just coexisting right yeah and i think you know what in 33 years i have to say that we've gone through all of those phases mm -hmm. of the relationship mm -hmm. you know um and certainly you know it's like yannick said too it's like you don't feel the same way every day and there's that corny saying that you know, I choose to wake up and love you every day, but yeah. that's the reality. Like yeah. literally you choose to wake up and love your partner every day. And it's the same way that you get up every day and you choose to like today, yeah. I choose to, you know, I'm not going to lose my cool with my yeah. kids or, you know, I'm going to you know, step back and I'm going to not be reactionary mm -hmm. with my, you know, teen or, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's like, it's fascinating to me that the observation that I've made in 33 years of being with him is that how much easier or how more, much more willing I am to extend grace yes. or to be patient or to choose to um, allow someone to be themselves in other relationships that I have. Mm -hmm. But my fuse with him is so much shorter. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. The expectation of him needing to be exactly what I need at all times <laughs> yes. um, is, is, you know, there's way less grace for with him than there is with like a girlfriend mm -hmm. or a coworker or one of my staff members. So it's just, it's, it's fascinating as you know, now we're going to be 52. Mm -hmm. I find for me, it's really interesting as I'm aging that I'm starting to realize that, you know, I put him through a lot of intolerance, you know, and just unrealistic expectations of, you know, behavior because, you know, he's my most intimate relationship. Yeah. And it's like, well, you're, you're the one person I expect to do it perfectly at yeah. all times, yeah. you know?
because I need you to be that because all my other relationships aren't that. Yeah. You well, know me the best. You should just know. <laughs> you, should ju- uh, you should just know. I know. Well, and, you know, again, I even, I think about, it's like we could be talking about marriage or raising kids or running a business. Like, it's, it's just so true. You know, kids can go to school for the day and just keep it together. They just keep it together. And they put on that yeah. mask for their teachers and they put on that mask for their friends. They walk through the door at 3.30 and they fall apart, Right. You know, you can be running a business, you can be with your clients, you're with your boss, whomever it is, and you can like keep it together, keep it together. Then you come home to that safe space where it's safe to fall apart. And I think that sometimes we lose sight that, yes, it's a safe space to fall apart and we are still coming back to it's a shared space of that sacred relationship that is still worthy of attention. It's just a matter of like, how do we figure out the kind of attention it requires and how much of us can uh, we each give to that relationship at any given moment. Hence the relentless communication work, right? So Esther Perel suggests that in each of our lives, we require three different partnerships. And if you're really lucky, you find those three partnerships with the same person. Can you speak to that? Oh, I I definitely agree. Um, And I've espouse that for a number of years I, I think you know there there are areas of our sort of efforts in life where I am a complete I, I'm at a loss there there are organizational skills that Chantel has that mm-hmm. I really really rely on and and I think you know there's we have sort of a partnership a, a, a shotgun kind of you ride shotgun you you watch my six I'll forge yeah. ahead and and you know we we have that but then there's also you know where we're passionate where I, I just I catch her out of my eye and uh, I, I'm gonna wrap up everything yeah. and get her in the bedroom <laughs> as quickly as I can because she's the hottest woman <laughs> in she the is. world. <laughs> and then, and then there are, you know, there are other times where where we're, you know, somewhat inconsolable or broken or weak, and 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 you know, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to to pick myself up if I didn't have that mm-hmm. support from her that's on a almost like a child we, we know each other's child mm-hmm. heart um, and that I just wouldn't be able to s- sort of move on and and, that, and I think you know in the same way Chantal has times where, where she reaches out and, and I am the person that's able to sort of help ground her and help her sort of gather herself back together and move forward because she's just hurt on a level that, you know, she's inconsolable. So, you know, that's just, I'm sure there's more, but that's just three that I can grab out of the the air. I think that's interesting how he interpreted what you had just said because, and this is the thing, right? This is the thing about relationships is that we hear the same words, yeah. but it impacts us different in different way. Like when you just shared what you shared, like I instantly thought through the decades of the time that we've been together, mm-hmm. like how we 
have been different human beings for one another. Like, mm-hmm. like when you're young, right? Like that person that you would date in your teens and in your twenties is fun and carefree. Like he, he, like he smoked when we started <laughs> dating, smoked weed daily. And, you know, we started dating at 18 and, you know, cocaine was huge. It was the late 80s. Right? So we're like, yeah, we're going to do some blow with a bunch of friends and we're going to stay up all night. And we, you know, so we were rowdy, um, yeah together you know and then of course we got pregnant really quickly because yeah. I imagine that's what happens when you're stoned and drunk yeah. and, and 18, yeah. and you're 18 when you're like uh am I on the pill I can't remember <laughs> let's do it again you know so um I think it's for me when you made that statement I thought you know certainly who we were up until our mid-30s mm-hmm. was one human being mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. we who, how we showed up in the world and how we showed up for each other and just who we were individually. Um, and luckily for us, those people were compatible, mm-hmm. you know, the, that, the, the, those people in our twenties, we were compatible. And then, you know, in our thirties, we started, you know, I didn't, I didn't feel like who he was changing into, mm-hmm. who he was growing into was compatible for me anymore. Mm-hmm. And I started to think to myself, well, you know, I picked him at 18 mm-hmm. and yeah, these first 16 years, you know, it was good. But mm-hmm. would I pick this person who's sitting beside me now for like the next 18, Yeah, you know, who he had grown into? And, you know, the answer at that time was no, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be in this relationship, mm-hmm. in this partnership with who this person is now for Mm -hmm. another 18 years so you know that's when we you know and we've done some work and I've Mm -hmm. been very open with you because you know I don't know if people listening know that I worked with you Mm -hmm. through uh, you know ongoingly by bi bi weekly Mm -hmm. um, time and 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 coaching and working together and then Yannick did just the eight-hour breakthrough because Mm -hmm. his time you know he's not got that same ability to commit to you know weekly or bi-weekly I got a shorter attention span <laughs> <laughs> yeah different strokes so, you know, so we've worked with coaches and therapists and we've done the forum and s and all kinds of stuff and mm-hmm. even all those quote-unquote tools weren't enough to get us through that that stage mm-hmm. of accepting and growing together into you know our mid-30s so we um, you know and during that time apart when we were separated you know, we both dated other people mm-hmm. and, you know, in dating those other people, I would close my eyes at night after, you know, what was maybe a great date or not a great mm-hmm. date. And I'd be like, okay, so going forward, who can I see myself with that person? Or yeah. who do I want to go to Italy with, you know, when yeah. I'm in my fifties, you know, who do I see myself holding hands with on the beach mm-hmm. at 50 and at mm-hmm. 60? And who's that partner? What does that partner look like to me? And time and time again, his face showed up, Mm -hmm. Yannick's face showed up. And I was like, okay, so, you know, this is a partnership and a relationship that is worth fighting for and, and, Mm -hmm. and getting back to that connected, you know, that connectiveness. So, um, yeah. So when you brought that up, I find it fascinating because I immediately went to like, it was quite seamless and easygoing when we were young, Mm -hmm. we were just naturally very compatible and then we went through that glitch where, mm-hmm. you know, the second phase of our relationship, mm-hmm. I'd call it, where it was a lot of push and pull and it was a lot of, you know, coming to common ground mm-hmm. and understanding and, 
working toward the greater good of, you know, staying together. And so now for me, I'm, I mean, we could live another 50 years, yeah. but like, so now I'm, I'm looking at this as, this is the third relationship. Yeah. This is our, the, the mature relationship, right? Like this is, we're heading, we're going to have our first grandchild. So yes. you know, we're in that area of life, like where we, you know, some people are already thinking about retirement and we're like, yeah. okay, so now what adventures are we going to go on that don't involve the kids? Where are we going <laughs> to ski next? So it's, it's interesting that there's been these commonalities all throughout that have managed to continue to allow us to be that third part, you know, that one of three partners yeah. that you need in your lifetime. Well, and I think that, you know, you answered that question very differently and interpreted it very differently. And you're both right, which is also so interesting. Um, and your vulnerability and honesty just like knocks it out of the park. So thank you for sharing so openly about that. I think what you're both speaking to is the fact that we absolutely change and evolve as humans over our life. That, like, that is the natural order. Change, growth, that is the natural order. So it's a matter of how do we, how do we monitor, this is so scientific, but like, how do we monitor two independent growth rates while they're in the same Petri dish, right, at the same time? Um, and there's this little adage uh, that I heard many years ago, that you can choose to either invest in your marriage or you can choose to invest in your divorce. Have you ever heard that before? Oh, wow. No, never. I mean, it makes a ton of sense right? because it's, it's you know, right in line with today I choose you. Yeah. This moment I choose you. And, uh, and it's interesting how you're... you're one thing I've noticed, especially of late, is is how your how you value your relationship is just completely changes. Yes. What is important to you within your relationship shifts. Your the emphasis, the, the things that are the touchstones begin to to shift. Mm -hmm. You know, as you, as you mature, and it, it's funny what you start to observe as the most priceless aspect of your relationship. Uh, you know, I, I would say, similar to what Chantal said, is, is it's very different now than it mm -hmm. was in the beginning. And so, so the questions and the wondering and, and stuff start to fall away because you're, you're invested in what you prize and what you want and what you, 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 you value as opposed to invested mm -hmm. in what's on the other side of the fence, so to speak. Both are very yeah, expensive. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's interesting, right? Because there, no matter what, and, and, I, and I keep waiting for, you know, I keep waiting for that, that aha moment of like just deep trust and security. I don't know if it comes, you know, I grew mm -hmm. up watching my dad be a runaround and an mm -hmm. alcoholic and, you know, Ha it, 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 the stories about my dad mm -hmm. are just wild and crazy. And Yannick grew up with a father that, you know, sat him on a park bench one day and they were looking out at, you know, watching people go by. And mm -hmm. he, he said to Yannick, you know, there's something like you can find something attractive about any woman. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I get what he was saying is mm -hmm. that there's beauty in every human, mm -hmm. but it was more like he, he, he sexualized women. So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, stuff mm -hmm. and, and I don't know if all women are like this but 
for me, there's a lot of stuff to like continually let go of. Mm -hmm. And there's, you know, the daily, the daily reminder that, you know, you can't control the way someone thinks. You can't yes. control the choices that other people make. You mm -hmm. can only control yourself. You can only control what you think mm -hmm. and what you want and how you show up and how you behave in mm -hmm. any given situation. But, you know, a lot of my, my life has definitely been spent worrying mm -hmm. about when's he going? When's mm -hmm. he leaving? When, you know, mm -hmm. who, which, which, which person is he going to just see that, you know, that beauty in that's going to, you know, turn, turn the head mm -hmm. enough to just take him out, you know? Um, and, and, and so for me, there was a lot of anxiety mm -hmm. wrapped up in the marriage and in the relationship of, you know, worrying about how to, you know, how to keep him, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? and putting that responsibility on me mm -hmm. rather than, no, he needs to decide to stay. Like he needs to decide, you know, mm -hmm. every relationship has its different jumping off point, right? Like mm -hmm. some people love an open relationship. Their marriage is open. Um, they're completely fluid mm -hmm. in their sexuality. They're completely open to having multiple partnerships, mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. You know, when we got together and we got married, our, our, our decision and our structure for mm -hmm. our marriage was that, and our relationship, was that it was going to be monogamous, mm -hmm. you know? So for me, knowing that watching my father roll around, I was like, that's not possible. How's, how are right. we ever, ever going to achieve this, you know, utopian concept of monogamy? Mm -hmm. um, you know, so I was always waiting for it to break and for it to not happen. And I think I operated, you know, from that place of fear. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's interesting that, re, you know, within a relationship, it's like you said, you can either invest in your divorce or invest in your, 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 your marriage. Yeah. Um, I think that there was a lot of energy that I spent not knowingly investing in my divorce, yes. but definitely investing in the demise of, in the, the end. Yes. yeah, yeah. In the demise of the, um, the solution of the relationship or no, like this, this, the, the, the purity of it, you yeah. know, cause I was always putting on that. There's no way it was going to work. Yeah. There's no way, you know? So I was already living in the divorce. Yeah. And so, and that's where like from a very clinical perspective, this is so fascinating to me because what you just said, Chantel is like, you just identified the father wounding, that each of you has, right? And it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, you are each very special. And in this regard, you're not special. Like we each have father wounding, we each have mother wounding, yeah. we each have relational wounding. It is trauma. And when you just said it so beautifully and so casually that, oh yeah, I grew up watching my dad do this. He grew up watching his dad do that. And here's how both of those old patterns from a previous generation shaped and almost informed our own current reality. And, you know, that's what I get, like, super turned on by. Like, okay, so if that pattern doesn't work anymore, what do you want that pattern to look like? If your subconscious mind is constantly sweeping your environment and looking for signs to confirm what you already believe to be true, if you believe that all men are dogs, or if, and this is, like, again, so sweeping, but if you yeah. believe that all men are dogs or if you believe all women are available to be sexualized, it's like... So that doesn't really create a really nice and healthy pattern 
relationally for you, right? So that's the shit we got to go back and heal. We're not talking anything about your relationship. We're talking about you as individuals being able to fully identify and fully heal from the wounding of the past, right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, and, and we tried years and years and years of therapy and we even you know became members of a non-denominational church and rose mm-hmm, all the way mm-hmm. up to leadership roles and you know we tried god we tried the bible we tried all the things and you know it's still at 30 34 it was like we can't we can't do this the way we built it yeah you know when you're young and we also had little kids so you're busy right you're distracted so much. like you're running ragged with three kids yeah. and it's all about them and then as they started to become teens it was like oh shit yeah. Wow. We didn't. We really didn't build this very well at all. Now. So now what? Yeah. Well, you also you have you have, you're starting to have this mirror in front of you in the form of these little people. Yes. Reflect and look around and and you start to feel time slipping by. So every little um, thing that you perceive as as negative gets amplified all of a yeah. sudden. It's like wow. Just, you know. 10 years just flew by. Do I want another 10 years yeah. to fly? I'm still young. And, and you know, you, yeah. you you start to look outward and, and it's a bit of a slippery slope. I, I think I, I found myself doing it. I know Chantal did too. And we, we had exhausted a fair amount of resources. Mm-hmm. We had done a fair bit of work. Mm-hmm. So, so you start to feel a little bit discouraged and, you know, not super optimistic mm-hmm. uh, for the, your future together. So, so it's funny to speak to the sort of different relationships that you have with the one person. It's mm-hmm. it's funny to imagine that you could possibly be one year feeling like, wow, yeah. this is really not going to work. Yeah. To another year somewhere in time, feeling like I can imagine my last breath. Yeah. With this person. How does that happen? <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? People are weird. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> no weird. So if you're comfortable, would you each share a little bit about because I know you said you've you've each done coaching, you've each done therapy, you've each had your own experience with other kinds of healing modalities. And each of you, blessedly, have been so open and so supportive of the work that we did together. And you know, because it works. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I know that, but I'm glad you did. No, how can you not support somebody you want to shout from the rooftops when something actually finally fucking sticks? Yeah. Yannick yeah. wrote me a testimonial that like made me. I'll just share it with you. Like I laid down on the floor and I just cried. Like I just cried when I read it. I'm going to cry now because it, oh. to paraphrase, it was, um, it's actually like a direct quote. It's not a paraphrase at all, <laughs> that you'd built your life and career on coaching and that this by far was the best. And I was like, fucking fuck. Thank you. <laughs> like that's just like, I was so touched because I think this work is just beyond value. And the fact that that was your feedback and Chantel, you've given me personal feedback along the similar lines. So like, oh, thank you so much. It makes me just shiver. But can you speak to a little bit of what that was like for each of you? Well, I think for me, I think the habit and pattern that we're, we've established over our 33 years together is that I'm usually one that goes, this is bullshit. I'm not living in this pattern with you anymore. 
I'm committed to living forever with you, but I don't want to live it like this, mm -hmm. whatever this might be during that phase that we're in, you know, so I'm constantly the one, I mean, he initially was the one that dragged me to a weekend at the forum, which I will never forget. <laughs> transformational work uh, you know at the time it was you yeah. know the technology we had yes yes yes, you know, yes so he sort of started that and then you know once we had the kids um the game shifted for me mm -hmm. you know what I mean it was like okay wow shit mm -hmm. how do we become the best humans that we can become for these two people because I came from a shitty background mm -hmm. he came from a shitty background you know you know, my parent, my mom did the best she could as a single mom mm -hmm. to keep it all together. My dad was abusive and absent and neglectful. He didn't know what to do with women unless he was having sex with them. Mm -hmm. So he had no relationship with me whatsoever. You know, Yannick's parents, I can let him speak to that, but they mm -hmm. were a little bit more selfish and narcissistic. So we had literally no tools, no skills, mm -hmm. nothing whatsoever. And yet now we were 21 with two little girls, Yes, you know, and the shit had already started to happen. You know, the drunken, stupid mistakes, mm -hmm. um, you know, at the bar mm -hmm. while I'm home with the kids. Like the shit was, the writing was already coming on the wall mm -hmm. that this was not going to go well. Which um, which makes sense at the time, right? Like that, I know that's not a popular thing to say, but contextually it's like, of course, because the pattern is just repeating, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, yeah. Mm -hmm. A, the pattern is repeating. Um, and B, we're 21. I know. Who was 21 with two kids? Know. You know what I mean? No, 21 year olds are in the bar, yeah. you know, hooking up with every girl that yeah. their father told them has beauty. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's do it all. It's a rite of passage. Yeah, just, just do the things. So, but, you know, so there started to be this terrible pattern. So we, you know, right from the get go, I was like, no, 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 no. Mm -hmm. We got to nip this in the bud. We got to figure this out. We got to, you know, we now are no longer, it's no longer about you and I. We now have made a family mm -hmm. and they didn't ask to join our club we brought them in and we owe it to them so it became you know my 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 life's mission mm -hmm. and work to do it very differently than how it was done to me mm -hmm. so you know I then became the one dragging him around and reading all the self-help books and getting therapy and doing the coaching and mm -hmm. doing the stuff and you know it worked for a time and there were moments we of had some great tools yeah. that came out of that as far as parenting and, sure. and, and you know community and and just how how to interact it, with people in general mm -hmm. you know conflict resolution it was, it was a lot of really good stuff that mm -hmm. came out of it that's yeah. for sure i mean uh, but nothing day, that broke down our habits and mm -hmm. our patterns mm -hmm. as individuals no. they were tools to get through and to cope yes. with yes the way we were but nothing got to the root of us. Yes, nothing, I agree. Yeah, nothing got to the root of me. Why do I do that? Yes. Why do I say that? Why do when I get upset with him, instead of asking for what I want, why do I play this game of like, you should just know what I want? Yeah. Because you should know. Yeah. You so know, all the understanding the roots was still yeah. completely vague. And then how to instill or to, to, to change and, and, and mm -hmm. to, to actually make the, the 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 life that you wanted that was also who knows yeah so so those two things just were never really addressed no no or or, or the tools were never sort of identified. yeah mm -hmm. like breaking the cycle and getting out of the pattern i i never had i'd never done that mm -hmm. in all the tens of thousands of dollars yes. i spent all the courses i'd isn't taken that shocking 
That's shocking to me. Like most relationship therapy, most relationship counseling, all couples counseling, in my own experience, is about putting two people in a room who basically hate each other, or they're very close to hating each other, and asking them to be more vulnerable and more open than they've been able to do or to be in like 20 years. And, you know, having been through that experience myself, I sat and watched my partner lie, like bald face lie to the therapist. And I was like, this is bullshit because it doesn't work when you don't tell the truth. Right. I've had friends who have gone to relationship counseling. And the first question, like, think about fucking emotional safety. The first question that was asked was, well, tell me, do you want to be in this relationship? And immediately my friend, who was already cheating on her husband over and over and over again, was like, oh, yeah, I want to be in this relationship. Because she couldn't find the strength or the safety to be like, no, I fucking can't stand this guy. I got to get out of here. And so now you're investing in what is going to be the coping tool, what is going to be the skill set you use while in this unhealthy pattern right? Breaking it down as individuals and being like, what is your patterning? What is your wounding? What's important to you? And honest to God, bringing it back to that Venn diagram of like, let's focus on this circle over here. And then we'll focus on this circle over here. And then we're going to figure out very organically, like fucking very easily, where do they overlap? Do they still overlap? To what extent do they overlap? Right? Yeah. And well, and that's why I said to you, I said, Yannick and I want to do your podcast with you because I think that, you know, you're obviously exceptional at letting people know that you work great for individuals, but people need to work with you as couples, Mm -hmm. whether they do it separately, like we did it separately, you know, have weekly zoom calls with you (laughs) together. Do you want to be in this relationship? Yeah, no, actually it's quite funny. (laughs) We didn't really go deeply into your and my relationship. Uh, uh, It was my relationship with myself and the world and, and the past and the future and all that. Which and is it, always the case. It's which, always which, the case. Yeah. Whether people end up, uh, um, if the right thing is for them to stay together or not, yeah. who knows? Uh, you know, it, it ended up being a lot healthier after that mm-hmm. self examination. Um, <laughs> not, together Mm -hmm. we've never actually sat down the three of us Mm -hmm. together so no and I think what it allowed is because we both did the work we both healed the wounds by Mm -hmm. working with you individually and separately Mm -hmm. it allowed us to clear our own space Mm -hmm. and also be able to really hear the other person when they are speaking because now we're cleared you know what I mean yeah like now our bullshit and that narrative and that tape recorder yeah is you know, it's quite different. Yeah. yeah. It's, it went out with the seventies, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it yeah, no yeah. longer even exists in your head. And so you're able, because you've done the work and I like, I've done the work and Yannick's yeah. done the work, you know, he's able to look at me and say, Hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm like, wow, you, that sentence you said really triggered me mm-hmm. because you know, my dad would blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. he's like, Oh shit. And I realized I said that sentence the way I said it, because my mom yeah. You know, yeah. you know, and you're able to understand each other and not look at the other person like they have, they're an alien, yes. right? Because now we've both done our work with you. Yeah. So there's space to be vulnerable and honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been the big, biggest difference. And, and, and we, yeah, I mean, it's just been remarkable. I think so the, the, if, if I reflect on the differences between what you've been doing, Lise, and mm-hmm. what 
you know, the different things we've tried in the past is, is it's all just about trying to lay things bare mm -hmm. and identify all of the hurt and identify all of these different things. And then there's no real tools. Yeah. There's no real like visualizing going forward. There's no real sort of stuff. It's just kind of let's try to lay everything bare and, and, and identify. Well, and, and then your partner mm -hmm. like, okay, cool. Fuck. Wow. That's really shitty stuff. And they yeah. don't know how, to how are they going to help you? Yeah. It's like, okay, it's my turn to talk. <laughs> My shit. That's a lot of shit you just dumped. <laughs> wow. About my shit. And now you both just got your shit out there. I know. I you know, know. In the sunlight. And now everything stinks. Up. It just stinks. Period. Yeah. yeah. And the fires are coming. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, you know, it's not necessarily a safe space if yeah. your partner yeah. is there. I know. Uh, not, not at that time. That's what floors so, me. That's what it floors me. And I don't know. I don't think I'm ever going to understand that. Like if, if the issue is, you know, I've used the analogy before that like when two people are sitting on their couch and they see a crack in the ceiling, they patch the crack. And then a couple of weeks later, they notice the window's leaking. So they fix the leak. And then a few weeks after that, they notice there are ants coming in and the basement light bulb is broken. And like all this shit is happening. It's not actually a series of little problems. It's a crack in the foundation. So if you keep throwing Band-Aid solutions for for um, byproducts of the actual problem, you keep having fucking problems over and over again. Whereas I'm such an advocate, if you go down to the foundation and assess it and look at where it's cracked, look at where it needs some healing, then you can actually make an informed decision. Like, do we want to invest in healing this foundation and repairing it? Or, oh my God, do we have to light a match, burn it down and start all over again, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that's, that's the biggest difference is, is realizing that, you know, a uh, relationship, a uh, marriage or whatever you want to call it, there, there are two sets of foundations that, yeah, that, yeah. you know, you, yeah. you need to fix the cracks in each yeah. one of those and then sort of. Well, and that's a great analogy because that's the reality, right? Like it's not just one house is totally, foundation, but a relationship is two foundations, mm -hmm. both built by different contractors. Totally. Speaking Some totally life. different languages. Speaking totally different languages. <laughs> the other contractor might have been a cheap ass and taking all the shortcuts. And, the, you know, yeah, and you're expecting everything to just be awesome. <laughs> and then you try to take your, what do you call that, bridgeway and build... A little breezeway between the two. <laughs> breezeway. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and then here you are, and you're like, we're all surprised out in the world that divorce rate is over fifty percent. Are we really now? Like, you know, and, and second, the the divorce rate from second marriages. I shouldn't higher. laugh. It's higher. Oh no! Like, talk well, about a cracked foundation. Yeah. Well, you know what? And this is what we would say, like, in the thick of like, I don't like you anymore. Yeah. I don't want to do this with you anymore. Like, you, you, you. I hate you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not going to, you know, I don't want to, you're not my person. Like we've gone through all those gamuts of emotions. The reality is we'd look at each other and be like, yeah, but do I really want to <laughs> with somebody new and yeah. start from zero? That's the bottom line. You, you're going to go and, and you have foundation. We'll travel. <laughs> you're going to go 
And you're going to have to go through all of the, the same yeah. shit. Yeah, I mean, after the hot sex, like the real stupid hot <laughs> sex, like three times a day stuff wears out in three months, you realize, oh, everywhere I go, there I am. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just adore you so much. Is there anything yeah. else that you feel wants to come up or be witnessed or shared? Uh, um, I, I think, you know, ancillary to all of this, I, it's funny, my relationship with my job has also changed <laughs> and how Chantal and I together interact with mm -hmm. my job and interact with her job and counsel each other has mm -hmm. changed. And that has all kind of flourished. I'm, I'm having trouble keeping track of how many things are coming at me now. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I, you know, my, I, I always operated with his job like, oh, so this will be the co-star you have an affair with. Yeah. This will yeah. be the actress you leave me for. And that was all tied into my own, like, Stuff. I never made it as an actress. Yeah. It was all I wanted in the whole wide world. Oh, so here he's going to be working with this woman who's doing her thing, mm -hmm. doing the thing I wanted. So she's going to be more confident. She's going to be more mm -hmm. fun. She's going to mm -hmm. be more light. She's going to be more sexy. She's going to be all these things. This will be the one he leaves me for. Mm -hmm. You know, so I was always operating from that. And, you know, now I'm like fully, I've, re I've released that entirely mm -hmm. um, through my work with you because I healed all the reasons why that was there in the first place. All those threats. Yeah. Yeah. All those threats. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Actresses are not where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. He's just going to leave I've it I've had out. to deal with too many. Oh, no, I, I'm kidding. There's plenty of incredibly talented, lovely people out there. I just you know, that would not be where I would uh, head anyway. So. <laughs> I was going to say, we're all just people. Some of us just play people on TV as well. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, right. I like to ask all of my guests something about their favorite song. Like, what is a song that really brings them back to just like a moment in their life? And I would love to know from, from you, what is this, that song that's like definitive of your relationship? Uh, no pressure. Oh, great jam. <laughs> yeah, fantastic, incredible song, incredible time um, in life, but also uh, makes me optimistic mm -hmm. and very um, celebratory mm -hmm. of, of, you know, the person that's before me. You know, everything, all the doors open, uh, the light, the heat, mm -hmm. everything. And I am complete. I love it. Wow. He's kicking my ass on this. You know what? <laughs> I honestly, um, that's beautiful. I honestly don't have a song that I feel is representative of our relationship. Like I'll hear a love song. I can listen to Taylor Swift, yeah. you know, style and be like, yeah, that yeah. makes me think of my guy when we were yep. young, you yep. know, our, our vibe. He had his James, his James. Yeah, totally. <laughs> music as a whole, like i just I don't know if it's my dancing background or whatever mm -hmm. but music is really important to me and you know I I find I relate us back to songs all mm -hmm. day long like when I listen to them so I think it's just I don't know I think I there's that. our journey has been so complex that it has a whole soundtrack <laughs> yeah it's literally a whole oh, soundtrack yeah. <laughs> styles different yeah. eras yeah uh, absolutely yeah you're so special that's like Oh man, if I put it on, nobody will stay in the room. So. Um, I know that both of you, I know we're out of time, and I know that both of you have some very cool shit 
coming at us. So can you tell us where to connect with you, where to find you to get a little more Yannick and Chantel in our lives? Wow, um, I have a bunch of ancillary product uh, uh, from my experience, my time with Murdoch Mysteries has kind of become this thing. So we've got a, a podcast now that's that's happening where we have um, audible right uh, stories that are outside of the Murdoch Mysteries stories. Mm -hmm. uh, I have uh, a movie that I am directing and starring in, um, mm. a movie of the week. That's up. It's, a, it's a Christmas movie, and so it's you know it's a themed movie, but it it calls on a certain uh, skill set, certain tools mm -hmm. as a director that I'm, I'm going to have to do differently than uh, the other shows I've, I've directed. So I'll be doing that in March. Awesome. And I've also just been uh, contracted to do a play for right Mervish. It'll be one of the first plays that's back up and running in Toronto. That's so and, exciting. Uh, post COVID. During COVID, I don't even know what we <laughs> call knows? it, but that will be um, at the uh, CAA Theater. That's um, the old Panasonic on Red right right and that will be Dial M for Murder, and I'll be starring oh, cool. in that. And that is very, very scary for me. <laughs> it's so different. He's <laughs> never done theater. He's never done anything. Oh my I, gosh! I did uh, in junior high. I was in, you know, the. the of Bye Bye Birdie. So. <laughs> I hope you put that on your like casting call sheet of like yeah, Friday. Right, right, right. Well, on season 15, I guess. And we will be starting season 15. Uh, we'll be at back up and prepping in April. So like, I just got way too much. In tech. <laughs> yeah, I missed the impact portfolio as well, which has been so much fun. That, that really well written and filmed and stuff. I, I love that. that. A big winning franchise like that's a lot of fun too because it really legitimizes your you know, the hard work you put into, you know, being in, in this world for so long. Huge, huge. Yeah, and for me, I've got, um, I wouldn't call it the follow-up, but necessarily, necessarily, but it's part of the brand of my Without Losing Your Cool brand. Um, the teen book, Parenting yes. Your Teen Without Losing Your Cool, is hitting the shelves in May 2021. So that's I'm excited good. about that. Um, that's going to be a bestseller for sure. <laughs> For sure. I'm going to start working on the uh, the um, being in a relationship without losing your cool mm -hmm. so that I can have that out in the fall near Christmas. Um, and I'm getting ready to open up Chantilly's place for 2020, my marina on uh, Shandoss Lake in North Portha. And that comes with its own like whole whack of you know, <laughs> okay. thing to do. Hiring, we had more kids apply to be staff members this year than the year before, I think we had over 30 applicants, which is wow. exciting, but difficult because they're all, you want to give them all a job. <laughs> it's a small business, so you can't. Um, and I'm expanding my Without Losing Your Cool brand with a journal that'll be available on my website, ChantelBeeson.com, and some fun, cool sweatshirt merch there. And yeah, just continuing to be the mother to three adult females yes. while... Uh, Wrapping our brains around becoming grandparents. The youngest grandparents to have ever lived. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Exactly. I know, I know. Yeah, yes. And you can find me at ChantalBisson.com everywhere except for Twitter because it's become a political shit show and I don't go there anymore. <laughs> that, that same with me. I'm at uh, Yannick Bisson on Instagram. And if you don't like what I say, then move the fuck off. <laughs> Yannick underscore Bisson. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate you both so much. I can't tell you. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having us. Thank you so much. And thanks for undoing all our bullshit. <laughs> we appreciate you. My pleasure. 
there is no magic formula, except knowing that the magic formula is that we are all figuring this out, that there is no real end point. Each and every one of us is in a process of self-creation. What if there is no right way? What if there is no wrong way? What if there's just your way? How freeing would it be to know that every decision you make is the right decision for you? Can you love yourself enough to detach from outcome or from judging that things are good or bad and accepting that they just are? Yeah, you fucking can.